Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Now I want to give a little reflection because it is the first week of Advent and we want to enter into what God is doing. Today in the scriptures and throughout Advent, Jesus draws your attention and mine to a specific time. It's known as the end times. But what's interesting is throughout the scriptures, there's certain times that God is speaking about or drawing our attention to. So at one time, Jesus says, in the beginning, right? And this is Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden before there was sin. The beauty of the Father's plan was being enjoyed. No division, no insecurity. They knew themselves to be a gift from God, and they gave themselves as a gift to each other and back to the Father. The second time period we hear about is the fall, or original sin, where the devil says God isn't a loving father who's passionately interested in your flourishing. He's a distant, distracted being. And if you want to make something of your life, you got to do it on your own. And so Adam and Eve eat the forbidden fruit. They fall from grace. And then there's original sin, division, doubts, insecurity, and sin multiplies. There's another time, though, immediately after, which is the time of Israel, right? This is where God forms a specific people after his own heart. It says they're peculiarly his own. It's a time of promise and a time of death. God speaks promises to Abraham, Moses, Isaac, Jacob. We have the kings, the great one like David. We have the prophets, Jeremiah, Isaiah, God is making promises. I will restore you. I will come to you. I will raise up someone among you who will set things right. He'll heal the brokenhearted. He'll set captives free. So Israel was a people living by hope. You know what kept happening? They kept dying. Moses died. Abraham died. King David died. Jeremiah, all of them put to death. And so there's hope and disappointment. Hope and disappointment. And then when God the Father sends his heart, his son to the world, St. Paul calls it the fullness of time. And now this messenger actually never leaves. He dies and rises and stays with us. So the renewing power of Christ never leaves this world. He lives for us through the body of Christ the church. In the scriptures, the sacraments, and the Holy Spirit, he continues to offer us his power, his glory, his mercy, and love. And so when we know the different time periods, we know where we live. We live in between the fullness of time and the end time. And so it raises the question, what do we do with our time? When was the last time you spent time with God? I ask people, do you pray? And they, oh, Father, I pray. I said, oh, tell me about your prayer. I pray in the morning when I wake up. I pray all day long at work while I'm typing, while I'm on the phone. I pray while I'm driving. And that's awesome. But if your marriage was based on the only time you talked is while you were doing other things, you'd be seeing a counselor pretty quickly. 
So the question is, when was the last time you gave God quality time? Oftentimes we think, God's not answering my prayers when? In my time period. So I often, our Father, I sat there, I didn't get anything, so I got to do it on my own because I gave him time to respond. How much time? Well, a few minutes. And so at the beginning of a new season, a new time period, we're invited to reflect, how do we use our time? What gets our time? How often are we undivided in our attention with our time? I keep a very diligent calendar because I have all these things I need to do. So everything has a place and a time, and I'm pretty good at it. And if there's ever any mistakes in it, I blame other people. And so it's important to recognize how we use our time, and in particular, does God get our time? Does he get undivided attention? Could the reason be that God, could the reason be that God feels so distant, absent, and non-active because the time we give him isn't quality time? And so he's waiting. He's waiting like someone who loves us immensely to say, oh no, the kind of relationship I want with you is so important. It can't be just on the fly. So the time you give to God and the church will be a time that your hearts can finally receive the good news that our God is alive and he loves us.